The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Welcome to the Bruiser and the Wizard. I'm the Bruiser, Holden McNeely, and... I am the Wizard, Jake Young. (laughs) Today, we have a very special episode for you guys, because it's the first episode, and it's about Sonic the Hedgehog, Jake. Uh, Oh, do you mean the Blue Streak himself? Yes. Dr. Chili Dogs? (laughs) Glide like the wind he does. (laughs) Are you talking about Dr. Needle Mouse? I am talking about Mr. Needlemouse, which was the code name of Sonic the Hedgehog when Naoto Oshima cr- created him, um, designed him. Yes. Now, I, I, I mean, I'm, we're talking to a podcast audience, Marcus Parks, the uh, one and only super producer. Hey, ho. Manning the ones and twos. So I feel like we got to talk to the babies, the baboos, and the, and the tweens right now. Please. Uh, you have to understand that the 90s existed. Right, right. Okay, first of all, <laughs> get your fucking head out of your ass. Can we just tell them all to do that for a second? Okay? No way. Take selfies while you listen to all this. Right? This isn't Periscope, okay? We're talking about real shit. All right? So don't just put your phones away, and let's let's just listen to Poppy and Moppy talk about some actual human shit that go happened. Go for a walk, catch a Snorlax. Mm-hmm. Go, it's fine. It's fine. You're all right, tweens. <laughs> um, I'm like a cool uncle that's only kind of drunk at the family gathering <laughs> And I'm like sexy auntie <laughs> I'll come to the party and I'll kind of get you to go in the room And get you, your head a little too close to my boobs for comfort And then I'll like leave I'll be like, no, we can't, we mustn't uh, why, didn't we, why didn't we just call our podcast Sexy Auntie? Sexy Auntie, maybe we should We were going to call it Mommy's Basement But we decided that that would be foul <laughs> So anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog, right? He was a character that was designed in 1991 by Naoto Oshima. And um, I, I just want to start with the fact that uh, uh, his shoes were inspired by Michael Jackson's boots. Uh, but they were the color red, which was inspired by Santa Claus. Yeah, so this is, okay, this is why we have to go into the 90s. You have to li- <laughs> mentally time travel to a point where, like, Sonic the Hedgehog was cool on purpose. Yes. And it fucking worked, which is 
literally one a one in a million thing in corporate in yes. the corporate world. I guess I guess to start we even have to say, hey, let's not even look at Sega Genesis. Let's look at a little guy named Nintendo mm. and a little mustachioed mascot named Super Mario <laughs> or Mario if you're not a piece of shit. Mamma mia! Oh, it's a me! <laughs> it's a Mario. My lower genitals are just a weird smooth bump. <laughs> Somehow a plumber. My skin tight overalls revealed no anatomy. <laughs> Somehow an Italian plumber became the voice of a generation, and Sega Genesis desperately was trying to kind of outdo Nintendo or at least compete with it. No, it was a direct response. Nintendo mm -hmm. at the time uh, had the old 8-bit NES, which uh, they're going to come out with that mini version, which like is – I was like, who the hell's going to buy this when you can clearly build an emulator box by getting a Raspberry Pi from Newegg.com and then an okay, HDMI then output? It's, it's over. By that, it's, yeah, already, it's already done. I'm an idiot. already done. A mother yeah. who's playing Pokemon <laughs> Go right now is going to buy it for her, like, husband or whatever. Uh, and uh, Nintendo – like, it was an old piece of shit by the by the early 90s. Like, mm. it, was, it was invented in the late 80s, and computers moved fast, and arcades were getting better. Everything was getting better, but the Nintendo was staying the same, and Sega knew they had, like, one chance – to take these assholes down. Well, now they already had a mascot by the name of Alex Kidd, which was of just a kind of a totally passed over, just did not have the the gumption uh, to compete with Mario. It was just kind he, of a shithead little kid that he didn't was really less do much. Of, a, of, of a mascot for a video game video game company and more of just like a mascot for Christian virginity. Yes, he was very very anti choice, um, and that was probably why they ditched him in the beginning. Uh, so yeah, he was a Sega Master System. It looks like Marcus is seeing a picture of Alex Kidd right now and, and looks I mean, disgusting. He looks like a monkey with a Mega Man costume it's on. It's just not working, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they had to come up with something better. They took a lot of uh, ideas. Um, they had uh, an armadillo, which later would become Mighty the Armadillo. Uh, there was a dog design, a rabbit design, and a Theodore Roosevelt lookalike in pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which would actually later become the basis for Dr. Robotnik and Eggman. So you mentioned Michael Jackson. You mentioned, uh, wait, did you say, did you throw Bill Clinton in there? Yes. I haven't said that yet, but his attitude, or tood, as they called it back in the <laughs> 90s, was based on the uh, Bill Clinton get it done persona. So a bunch of Japanese 20-somethings were like, yeah, American cool. Hi. Yes, good. <laughs> attitude. Bart Simpson. <laughs> exactly. Skateboards. It, yeah, yeah ska skateboard. Rock and roll. <laughs> did you, uh, uh, there was actually, you can find concept sketches uh, uh, Sonic was supposed to have in, in these early uh, concept stages he was supposed to have a human girlfriend with rocking tits uh, basically like a poor man's Jessica Rabbit and her name was just literally Madonna <laughs> because it was the 90s and Sonic was cool. Yes, Sonic was super cool. And I'll tell you what, it worked on a little kid named Holden McNeely. <laughs> I, I opted for a Sega Genesis over a Super Nintendo, believe it or not. And I loved my Sega Genesis. I was a total Sega kid. I had Sonic... One, two, three, Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic Spinball. I was totally game for all of it. And then, you know, as we'll get to later, the whole dynasty sort of takes a bit of a turn. Um, but but backing it up a little bit, uh, I'm sorry, Jake, you were saying? No, uh, uh, I mean, fuck. Like, if you care about marketing, if you care about, like, message control, 
what Sega did to Nintendo in the 90s was a fucking bloodbath. And I don't think we mentioned the exact slogan, but Sega does what Nintendo don't, <laughs> which was amazing. That kind know? of cutting wordplay. Just yeah. This was pre-Twitter. We didn't even understand what jokes were yet. Sega Genesis was always like the we're going to smoke cigarettes by the dumpster yeah. ba- in the back of the school while Mario's going to like, oh, talk to the principal. And like, you know what I'm saying? It was totally what they went for, and it totally rad dude. Man. Well, Sega Genesis had all the best horror games. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they had the Splatterhouse series. Yes. Like that when Mortal Kombat came out, they had the blood. blood. They had yeah. the blood. Even though you had to do the code, they still had A-B-A-C-A-B-B. You know, you actually did have to, uh, you did have blood in Sega Genesis games. So, yeah, Sega was the cool kid. No, they mark, they, they specifically positioned themselves as the cool uh, like more grown up, more like literally commercials had that 90s like voice that like weird like. Nintendo fans like a lot of Mario games. Too bad they also like wearing diapers. <laughs> and then they cut to like a weird fattener being like, I like F Zero. <laughs> and then like a child, like an eight year old in a leather jacket, just like kicked him in the nuts. It was like, I like Streets of Rage. <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo. It really was the cigarettes of yeah. consoles. Yeah, um, it totally. It- but- like like Nintendo would make uh, would put advertisements out during Saturday morning cartoons. Sega would buy ads during Beavis and Butthead. Like it yes. was, they fucking nailed it. They totally nailed it, and I totally bought one. And in 1991, when Sonic the Hedgehog came out, it was a massive flaming success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big thing that separated Sonic, uh, as well as his uh, badass dude, which we all know about now, uh, was the speed. Yeah. The speed that was involved, which um, you mentioned earlier uh, before we were talking. But uh, what's his name? Yushi. Um, Yuji Naka was the programmer. Who like he was a genuinely brilliant programmer that actually got the game to run that smoothly and to get all those yes. graphics in there. Because the whole thing was actually based on a tech demo that he created. It was an algorithm that allowed a sprite to move smoothly on a curve by determining its position with a dot matrix, a two-dimensional pattern <laughs> array used to pre- represent character symbols and images. An array is a data structure consisting of a collection of elements each identified by at least one array index or key. Is this a TED Talk? I've never heard someone <laughs> in such command of the subject matter. It was a bunch of dots rolling down the thing really well and they loved it and they were like if that could be an animal that's awesome and tells your kids to skip school we will have a game on our hands i'm gonna say it wasn't like even though it was impressive technically it didn't look like it looked that was like a uh, i wonder if kids even like experience that anymore where like one year after another games would just get so much better right it would be it would be like if cars just went another 50 miles per hour faster every year it's just that level of advancement was, like, intoxicating at the Seeing time. Seeing Sonic turn into a ball and roll around <laughs> a, a, a tube w- uh, in a commercial was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. <laughs> a simple thing like that could get a kid to uh, enforce his parents. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> to, to purchase a, uh, a console for him. It was all based on that. I'm going to suggest that it wasn't the speed. It wasn't the gameplay. It wasn't the... Uh, thing where like you turn invincible so you try and go fast but then you fall directly down a hill because you're no longer being careful because the original sonic games are just full of cheap deaths like that uh i'm gonna say it's just sonic himself was a more dynamic character he had more personality like when mario jumps he's just kind of like 
boop. A boop. A boop and a boop. <laughs> but like when Sonic like jumped on a spring, he like got into a full like mm-hmm. he looked towards the sky yeah, he defiantly. Turned into Superman. Yeah. yeah, he like shot up into the air like a And when he got badass. close to the edge, he would like peer over and like if you if you put the controller down, he would turn towards the player and be and like pat you know, tap his non existent watch. He would turn, yeah, he would he would give you them waiting for it. And if you waited long enough, he had so much toot that he'd say, I'm out of here and he'd leave the game. <laughs> Wait, it's would he, amazing. Would he kill himself? Yeah, he would just pop out of the game and would just say game over. It's the best. That's fucking Tood. Yeah, that's super Tood, dude. That's some Bill Clinton ass shit right there. He was, yeah, so it it, re, it appealed to that older brother, like, it was defiant, but your parents were still okay with it because it wasn't, it was a cartoon mouse. Yes, absolutely. It could still happen. It could still it could still be in the homes and the mother wouldn't be scared, much like um that when was Doom? Doom was around that time, right? I mean that was like the scary game that's that Yeah, was, yeah. it's uh, sixteen bit era, definitely. Uh yeah. That was the scary game that your parents didn't want you to have, but Sonic was was okay enough. Um now in nineteen ninety two, of course, Sonic two came out. Um That's an actual brilliant game. Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic game. Um and that was the first introduction of Tails, uh the lovable a little uh uh, two-tailed fox. Oh, so um, he was so great. He could do a helicopter thing and fly around the screen. And yeah, Sonic 2 is arguably the greatest of all the Sonic games. And there's about 30 that came out <laughs> after that. I want to say about 30. A lot. It was painful. I, I'm going to read a list okay. of all the later ones, like the ones that have come out in the last like decade um, uh, at some point. Uh, it is mind-boggling that they have released so many games. And it's actually um, sort of indicative of how Sega itself ended up going under in the whole console war thing because uh which we'll get to later but it's the the constant release of new consoles is kind of what buried the game much like the constant release of sonic games kind of buried the character it's yeah i mean but like for a hot second they like they won more genesis were being sold than super nintendo's like uh, sonic the hedgehog in like polls was as recognizable as mickey mouse which in the in a year in a year they made that happen yeah like they they literally just like looked at America and was just like, how do we get them? Yes, and they fucking worked. It's something about a spiky haired dude. It was like Bart Simpson, you know, yeah. <laughs> anybody with spiky hair, Goku. It just rocked our worlds back then. You yeah, know? Well, until the TV, until the cartoon and uh, the comic book came out, he never talked, so you could project anything mm, on this guy. Exactly. And when he started to talk, we got real upset. <laughs> um, that was a bit of an issue when he started. Oh saying no! Words. Are you? Oh, but. See, oh, oh man, we're hitting. Here's the thing: Sonic is like a psychological vortex. It is a cultural ley line upon which all sorts of spooky ghosts and spiritual manifestations will just project out of. Because, like, okay, so the cartoons were like pretty schlocky and weird and bad uh, with like yes. the Jaleel White and like Chili. Okay, yes, there was Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out in 1993, which is a comical take on Sonic and Tails' adventures battling Doctor Robotnik. But then Sonic the Hedgehog, also a Sonic the Hedgehog, came out in 1993 again. Oversaturation, more dramatic series uh, uh, with Sonic uh, as a member of a band of the Freedom Fighters fighting to free their world from the evil dictator Hitler. I'm sorry, Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> oh, okay, so like, so in the 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 week, the wacky one, the first one, it was just like. Uh, it was literally Robotnik was like this goofy, dramatic, operatic, like, I will start a weather machine. Ooh, that blasted hedgehog. Like, it was all, like, very goofy. 
and uh, Jaleel White was in full like, gotta get a chili dog, like <laughs> that that fucking annoying Sonic voice that they still like keep yes, with. Yes, they stay with. And it's but just... the dramatic one had fucking real adult things, like literally, like when you say Freedom Fighters, Sonic was part of a terrorist cell. He was yeah. literally trying to restore a monarchy using like subterfuge. Yeah, because they wanted to rule the earth as the the what was it the four the Council of Four. But like there were even Robotnik, the same like Egg, literally Doctor Eggman, the guy that like was like I built a I built a metal spider and I'm gonna stomp you. Oh no! Like right in that cartoon, he was like, "This world was meant for me." <laughs> The hedgehog must fall. <laughs> it was fucking creepy. Yeah, there was. Yeah, that, uh, there's also Sonic Underground in 1999. Oh, that's just okay. Pause the podcast. Okay. Watch the opening theme of that and try and not trip balls off of the raw DMT your brain will release <laughs> from that specific series of sounds and colors. I'm serious. It is. It is literally a trip. My favorite is that it, it introduced his sibling, Sonya the Hedgehog, and I think maybe my favorite uh, hedgehog had... name, Maniac the Hedgehog, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous, I think, name for, for a, a Sonic character. But a great AOL Instant Messenger avatar name. Yes, and his mother, Queen Alina. For some reason, she doesn't get that. She's it's... the only one who doesn't have it. Oh, it's so, it's... Uh, the Hedgehog name. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to you right now? Are you t- is this taking you someplace uh, mysterious and bizarre? So... The Sonic fandom never went out. Like, it reduced. Like, people fell off. The games didn't get as good. There was, like, an awkward transition phase. But, like, there's that core that, like, just the melodrama and, like, the fucking, like, just the nightmare fuel that was, like, all these Sonic media properties. They just were like, this is this is it. This is what I live for. I am all about this. And, like, they survived. They're, like, in an enclave. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction is a massive thing. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog porn is a massive thing. Uh, um, Marcus, if you can, if you can Google the phrase Marcus the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, a big thing in internet culture. When, when did that come out? A year or so ago? Was uh, Google, your, <laughs> yeah, Google your name and then the hedgehog, and uh, a bunch of stuff will come up. Mar- they, Mar- Marcus, what, what was the top result? Uh, the top result... Okay, well, it is a, a hedgehog, a blue and gray hedgehog. Oh, look at that with cool boy! A, a scarf. He's got a big scarf. Emo uh, haircut, I'd say. Definitely an emo haircut. And then the next one is a uh, green <laughs> with a and then with, with a an cap. Ash with, yeah, with a cap that says L for some reason. No, no, that's the Pokemon Ash cap. Oh, okay, yeah. There's quite a few of the green. So it's Marcus the Hedge. So it's this weird, like, so it's a hedgehog. But it's a hedgehog cosplaying as Ash from Pokemon, and Tails is cosplaying as Pikachu. Something happened with like the psyche of these children that like because Sonic was rebellious, he was like more adult, and like that was cool. And cool is just one step away from sexy, and like just their entire worldview just became. Sonic eyes. They're like the original bronies in a way. It's sort yes. of like a strange, it just stuck with them. There was something they couldn't get rid of. It was it, just something about the cartoon and the comic book was too good. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, someone make a joke because this is not going to be funny. Um, <laughs> Big expressive eyes and like lots of melodrama means that even if you were a little Aspergian, you could still read human emotions through these characters and that's how you express yourself, which is kind of how bronies work. Yes. 
Fuck! <laughs> Speaking of eyes, I just found uh, a picture of Marcus the Hedgehog getting a boner so big that he uh, <laughs> that he uh, killed himself because his boner went in his eye. <laughs> in 1993, Sonic Mania Day was a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look at this. Yeah, he's smiling about it. He loves it. You say like you say drawing. That's more of a glyph or like a, a rune. <laughs> he's dressed like Ash Ketchum. <laughs> yeah, that's Marcus the Hedgehog's deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to think now that like Marcus the Hedgehog is in many a story. Yeah, yeah. That's very strange. <laughs> but you talk about that, you know, you really talk about, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog comic book still goes to this day. It's at issue 281. Yes, it I is. I feel the, like it should be even, it, it should be at 700 it, at this point. It, it has the Guinness World Record for the longest running com- comic book series based on a video game. Do you want to hear something even more disturbing? Sure. In England, there's a separate tie-in licensed comic book series called Sonic the Comic, which is also long-running and also has batshit lore that's been running for decades and is completely separate from the Archie comics that we're familiar with. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, like a, it's like a fucking nightmare seed that just gets planted in brains and just, just, just unfurls. Stays and stays and stays and stays. Shout out to my old high school friend Ian Flynn for being an illustrator for the Sonic the Hedgehog comic book. I would love to understand how and why. It's because Princess Sally is like wearing a vest but she's still naked, which somehow makes her more naked. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, four spinoff books. It's got Sonic Universe, uh, which got to 75 issues. Knuckles, the ec- ec- mm. the echidna, uh, with uh, yes. ran for 32 issues. I learned today what an echidna is. I had to f- had to go look it up. It's like a spiky anteater. Ah. Yeah, it also yeah. has a four-headed penis. Oh, really? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> only, only found in Australia in New Zealand, I believe. It also poops, pees, and gives birth out of the same hole called a cloaca. A, clo- <laughs> a cloaca, yeah. We cover cloacas quite a bit on Round Table of Delaware. And it's the only animal that understands what a dictionary is. <laughs> Can't read it, but it knows what it is. Oh, I had so many died trying to figure that out. Well, with the height of popularity of Sonic the Hedgehog, I think it'd be interesting. So, uh, you know, uh, what happened, right? I think that that's the question mm. on the minds of most of America um, when they're not thinking about pretty much anything else. Um, <laughs> what happened to Sonic? Because, like, we're talking about how popular it's gotten, and it has kind of stayed in a weird niche way but but it's very there was a very obvious decline that actually started in 1996 um i believe yeah it was in 96 uh yes 1996 when um the saturn was coming about which was also kind of the downfall of sega for a moment that you know before the dreamcast came out uh they were going to come out with a game called sonic x Trim, sonic x dash Trime, which was a little bit of a <laughs> foreshadowing, I think, to the hurricane. Um, but Sonic Extreme was supposed to come out. It had like a weird fisheye lens look to it. It was kind of going 3D. It was it was specifically for the Sega Saturn. That was going to be their big launch 
title. Um, a bunch of issues happened. Uh, 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 the Japan, it was I think it was an American team working on it. People from J- the, the Japanese CEOs came over to, to, to look at it. They hated it, which freaked everybody out. They ended up going into this like cavern or something, working 20 hours uh, days on this thing. Both of the head creators got like ill, had to be like taken away, and uh, the whole thing got canned, right? Now, now th- that's why the Saturn never had a Mario 64. Yeah. Sonic Extreme was supposed to be that. Instead, what came out was a port of Sonic 3D Blast, which was the final game uh, uh, for the Sega Genesis. That uh, thing was terrible. Which is god-awful. It's like this shitty-looking Marble Madness nonsense, uh, but with Sonic the Hedgehog rolling around, it looks... I was looking at some video of its day. It's complete bullshit. Yeah, it, it was very unfun to play. Uh Def, it's it's there, there are these like rare moments when you're growing up where like the first time you're in a movie theater and it's a bad movie and you have an existential crisis because you're like I, I'm eating popcorn and I'm in a movie theater but I'm miserable and this has never happened before and like I remember playing like the little Toys R Us kiosk Sonic 3D Adventure or whatever and it's like oh man new Sonic in 3D got something's wrong something is wrong. <laughs> M- mother? <laughs> yeah, it really was like the knell of uh, Sonic games, which was my movie that that happened uh, to me too back in middle school. I also tried to put my arm around Jennifer Thompson, and she leaned forward till I took it away. Uh, yeah, it was a crushing. So a bit of a Sonic the Hedgehog experience. Congratulations uh, for not becoming a furry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I still hold the grudge. Aww. I still hold the grudge against the movie. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, the, it's it's really kind of what started the downfall of uh, the Sonic franchise and really kind of uh, the uh, Sega in general. I mean, the big issue, too, was that they had a Sega CD, which I believe you had, right, Marcus? I did not have a I didn't even have a Sega Genesis. Oh, I, I, I thought, had, I thought I was a, you did. No, I was a Super Nintendo kid. I had a Sega Genesis. I didn't get Sega CD 32. I wanted all this stuff. Yeah, and yeah. the 32X came out, which you could add onto your Sega CD, a whole nother, which made it like a whole nother component because they were doing all this crazy shit with add-ons. And then the Saturn came out, so nobody wanted to buy a Sega console because they were just like, well, a new one's just going to come out next month, right? Because they just keep putting these systems out. And the same kind of thing happened with these Sonic games. Actually, Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles both came out in the same year, uh, 1994. No, So what you're describing is like, this is how impressive the initial wave of Sonic was and the initial wave of the Genesis. They were like a billion-dollar company out of nowhere. And, like, all this flailing, all these, like, half starts, all these, like, failed attempts are, like, they're just burning money like it was gasoline. Yeah. And they were still they were still around. They were still around. They were still just looking for the next hit. And, like, it took them a while to finally to finally collapse from hardware sales. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and, and it happened with the Dreamcast in 1998, which was actually uh, the one small comeback for Sonic. Sonic Adventure came out in 1998, was the top-selling game for the Dreamcast, and added this whole other layer of, like, explorational 3D. Um, I but hate that game so it, much. I loved it when it came out, and looking back on it, it is such a piece of shit <laughs> game. unplayable. It, so it plays itself you barely play the game you just you just hold forward and sonic just flies through a level you know and it was yeah again it's a lot of it was based on spectacle everyone like it's it's iconic like it became part of sonic's iconography that like he runs away from a killer whale uh in glorious hd but like the actual gameplay is like super frustrating the plot is 
is is a fucking croque monsieur of ham. No sense. The plot makes no sense. It did introduce one of our most beloved Sonic the Hedgehog characters, though, uh, a little-known fisherman named Big the Cat. Oh, those segments are the worst. <laughs> Big the Cat? Big oh, the Cat. Oh, uh, um... He talks like an like a like an impression of a retarded person that is now <laughs> literally impossible to do in this enlightened age. Like that yep. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, and then um, Sonic Adventure Two came out, which was also quite successful. Uh, and I believe it was the final game. Yes, it was the last game released on a Sega console proper. After that, Nintendo uh, made the partnership with them, and they stopped making consoles. Now, uh, Sonic Adventure to introduce the character we all know and love, Shadow the Shadow the Hedgehog, which we would come to know later in 2005 as uh, in 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 his own title, it was a dark, gritty Call of Duty esque <laughs> meets Sonic the Hedgehog because uh, he Mario has... wasn't the big dog anymore. <laughs> and what does Sonic do? He takes down the big dog. It's- Always in the footsteps of something else. It's always coming right on the heels of right. some big fad. All every Sonic game there is, pretty much, because there was also Sonic R. I believe was um, totally their answer to Sonic Kart games. Sonic Shuffle for the Dreamcast in 2000 was their answer to Mario Party. It was always just trying to capitalize on whatever kind of fad was happening. Now, so- Shadow the Hedgehog probably being the most ridiculous one of those attempts, being a kind of weird, uh, gritty sort of the damn. Hedgehog has a gun, and he, he, has, hurt, he and has a hu- he has a he has a he has a gun and a motorcycle, and he straight is just murdering people. Uh, well, <laughs> this again, you know, it's super mature and cool. Tweens, a moral choice system. So in the game, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, depending on what path you follow oh. and what allegiances you follow, you can either save the world from aliens or kill the president. <laughs> <laughs> You can legit kill the president of the United States. And none of this is written well. It is, a fu- like, there's, at, there, hello, tweens again. There's, like, 90 Let's Plays of this game that you've probably already watched on YouTube. It is a clusterfuck par excellence. And, again, because there's scrape, like, whatever magic, whatever bizarre mixture of Crystal Pepsi and, like, that good 80s cocaine that they still had that made them by pure like market testing and cynicism create a hit character from nothing they lost it yep but speaking of complete and utter shit shows the full real total shit show would come one year later with the with the game known as Sonic 06 <sighs> properly titled Sonic the Hedgehog this game is the reviled i mean what has not been said about Sonic 06 can we even talk well, about the, the, the game? game? Play, I mean, it's broken. The game was really super rushed, and it's glitchy as fuck. So what happened was um, they had uh, they they Yuji uh, Naka actually resigned um, <laughs> while they were making the game, and then when they got that's uh, Japanese for committed suicide, right? right? Yes, he seppokuned. <laughs> he was like, "I quit." Sonic the Hedgehog can go straight up fuck, and then he seppokuned himself. <laughs> from what I hear, I read that on Wikipedia. I don't know if it's true. Really, uh, I heard he just walked into a forest. And never came <laughs> back <laughs> yeah the suicide forest the one that they have in japan um and then when the wii came out they got their hands on a test kit they said oh 
fuck, we need to make a game for this. They split their development team in two. So now only half of the team is working on this game. And they felt like they needed to rush it for Christmas. So they just straight up ignored the quality assurance <sighs> bug reports and just put the fucking game out. And it is a disaster. Capitalized, of course, by the um, human woman kissing <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog incident that we all know and have come to absolutely It's just adore. very unsettling because if you ever look at Sonic the Hedgehog's mouth, it's not, it doesn't follow any rules. It's always like on one side of his face and like it will like travel. He's got like a one eyeball. <laughs> he doesn't even have separated eyes. Nothing, it, it, to see a human looking woman, because this came out he on doesn't the have Xbox lips. 360 and PS3. He doesn't have lips. It came out on the 360 and PS3, so by this point they can make a woman kind of look real, which they did with the character Princess Elise, and then she totally straight up fucking makes out with him while he's <laughs> unconscious like Sleeping Beauty. It's insane. It's, it's the moment where the whole thing jumped the shark just like the Fonz did in Happy Days when he literally jumped over a shark. That's, oh God. Yeah, that's the whole point of these like flagship characters. If they come out with a new God of War game, that means Sony means business. If they come out with a new proper Mario game, that means like, oh fuck, Nintendo put the time in. Like the new Zelda, I'm sure costs like more money than Jesus's tomb. Like it's fucking like, and Sega just like shat out all these games one after the other. Man, after that was Sonic and the Secret Rings for the Wii, which is what the other team worked on, which is actually not bad. It was based on Arabian Nights. Mm-hmm. Why? And then 15 games came out after that, between <laughs> that time and now. it's And they are more and more ridiculous as it goes. Sonic Riders, Zero Gravity, Sonic Chronicles, Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> oh, that was for the DS. Sonic Unleashed, yes, some of these are DS games. Sonic the Hedgehog 4, Episode 1. Sonic Free Riders, Sonic Colors, Sonic Generations, Sonic the Hedgehog 4, Episode 2. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, Sonic Lost World, oh, and Sonic b- Boom. Before- <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's that was like, that was like, that was like it was such a perfect that's like on par with 06 Sonic Boom yeah Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal just google dance party at Amy's house and enjoy the shit show Jake no well here's the thing I can like feel the tweets coming at us right now because okay correct Sonic fans some of those games were not as bad as you would think and if that is the standard by which you will earn love like get like get better at it. Yeah, Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations, I believe, are two games that are not terrible. Sonic Rush for the DS was pretty good. Sonic right. Rush Adventure, the follow-up was crippled by a jet ski mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why do I have these opinions? <laughs> Sonic Runners is one of my favorite follow in the footsteps. It's totally just like um, those Dash games. It's on iOS and Android. It's just those constant runner games. Oh, yeah. Doodle Jump came out. Then Sonic Jump came yep. out. It was all, yeah. Sonic Boom Ice and Fire, or Fire and Ice, rather, which was a Game of Thrones spinoff. Um, that's not true. <laughs> the and- Blue Wedding was, uh, was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite is that Untitled Sonic game is listed for 2017. So what do we learn from this? I think we learned that too much of a good thing can sometimes turn a beloved blue hedgehog into a steamy, hot, runny sack of dog shit. <laughs> but why? But the character still lives on. He still takes hold and like because that's that. I feel like that's another part of it is that as the audience shrank, they just kind of like fell back on like, well, no matter what, three million weirdos will always just like will just need a, a taste of their sexy blue master. Yes. 
I completely agree <laughs> with you. There's something about that cultishness. There's something about I think though you nailed that nail on the mildly disturbed head when you said um uh, you know, it was kind of a, a sort of an autism weird thing with the big eyes and the um, facial expressions and sort of getting in touch with human emotions. Yeah. I don't want to say that people who love Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. are cretins that deserve to maybe be put in some sort of locked away <laughs> area that's like a different area from where the rest of us live. No, it's fine. I'm just We're just saying that the way you find happiness perplexes us. And, and, <laughs> and strive for better games. I mean, if the game, you know, then write your councilman. And say, give us a good Sonic game, and wait five years for it. Super That's the Meat main Boy, thing. Uh, yeah. or uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is an amazing platformer. Very fast, very dynamic, oh, very beautiful. So many fantastic platformers that have come out. In, Dust in and the time. Elysian Tale is just straight up furry porn, which I feel like will serve you better. I enjoyed Dust. Would you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> but the voice acting was was hard, and that was another big thing about Sonic. In our wrap up here, the voice acting—you really, Freedom, you know, oh, Freedom Planet is literally like a post. Uh, is is like a Genesis game made in 2015, and it plays amazingly and has bright-eyed characters. Uh, Freedom Planet. If you want a taste of that 90s Sonic, like ch- charismatic. Gameplay. I need to pick that up. Oh, it's mm. you can get it at like eighty different indie bundles. It is so good. It's or, so worth it. Or probably the best one to come out in recent years, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. It's more of a Nintendo callback, kind of a Mega Man. <laughs> more of a Mega Man thing. It is true. It's a bit more of a Mega oh, Man. Oh no, thing. what if my ball shriveled up? <laughs> <laughs> come back, Lefty. No, I need you. <laughs> Or you know what's a good platformer? New Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Wii and Super Mario yeah. Brothers Wii U and all that good stuff. Mario's still kicking out the fucking jams, man. And I don't, you know, they put one out a year, but they put a good one out. And it always feels like quality product. They're not all over the place. You know what I'm saying? And that, I think, is also just a focused quality product where you're not trying to just run all over the place. And they're not, they're doing what they do best. They're not trying to copy what everybody else does. And, and another th- the thing that like has kept Nintendo in there because they're falling for the same things Sega does, like the, you know outdated business practices, falling back on just like previous successes, but like they that fanboyishness, that dedication, that you know because we're fucking like literally we're as old as Nintendo's video game like company, like we've grown up alongside them, and like every time we want to indulge that childlike sense of fantasy, we're actually rewarded for it. Absolutely, like that's how they kept us strung along all this time. Absolutely. I completely agree. Well, I think that about wraps up our very first episode of The Bruiser and the Wizard. I've been the wizard, Mr. Holden McNeely. And I've been the bruiser, Jake Young, at Best Jake Young on Twitter. Follow it. Holdenator's Ho on Twitch. Stream it. Oh, it's, it's, it's a very good Twitch channel. Thank you. Good night. Or good day. Or good morning. Get fucked. <laughs> For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... 
Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.